This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. If you or a loved one is struggling with drug or alcohol addiction and are serious about getting help, call us now at 855-820-2797. You can get clean and sober in as little as seven days. Your insurance company may cover 100% of all costs with little to no out-of-pocket expenses. Our trained addiction specialists are available 24-7 and all calls are free and confidential. Just call us at 855-820-2797. How much longer are you going to suffer with addiction? Let us find you the best treatment center that fits your unique needs. Call us now at 855-820-2797. Joining us now uh, is Adam Brandon of FreedomWorks. Uh, Adam, look, FreedomWorks, we've sold you on for a long time. But, I mean, I don't know if there's a better way to sell you on it as to what is going on right now with the repeal of Obamacare. I mean, you know, you need people focusing on getting a bill that is a hell of a lot better than the one we have right now. Adam joins us. Uh, And, Adam, where do we go from here? Where does this stand and what can we do about it? Well, first of all, I just want to say I'm a little nervous being on Skype because although I don't have children here at FreedomWorks, I wouldn't expect a couple a couple staffers may crawl in in the background. So I apologize. We'll but, look for uh, them. If they come in, just put them on your lap and move. keep going with the interview, please. <laughs> Perfect. So yesterday we had a day of action here uh, where we brought in, uh, and it was, what was amazing to me, it was, it was a weekday, and it was 13 degrees here in D.C. with wind chill. And we still had over 1,000 activists show up, and we stormed the hill. Uh, We lost the overwhelming majority of our buses, but we still had a great crowd. And we delivered the message to Congress that, hey, you were elected to repeal Obamacare. So, uh, yeah, there's a – I like our storm Congress hats that we had had, (laughs) for this event. uh, But I want to just drive it home that the activist community wants to repeal Obamacare. They're not interested in games of we're going to kind of do it and then we'll do it. We promise the next bill. No, they want to repeal it. They looked at all the work that they've done over the last several years. So let's get rid of this bill. This is one of the big problems, Adam, I feel like with entitlement programs in general is that now anything that is changed from what we've had for the last couple of years with Obamacare is treated as this violation of human rights. When just a few years ago, none of these programs, none of these big giveaways even existed. Now we go to this place where people uh, are treating a slight cut in subsidies, which this bill sort of does, and, uh, you know, certain changes around the edges and and treating them as if if it's it's the biggest deal of all time. When this is a this is a bill that if Barack Obama pitched to us in 2009, we would have gone crazy over the current GOP health bill. I mean, this is yes, uh, this is really a case of the Overton window, is it not? It's re- it really is, and that's where I mean, I feel very lucky that we have people like Rand Paul and Mike Lee and Ted Cruz that were on our stage yesterday uh, because they are they're keeping the promises that they made. Uh, when Mitch McConnell ran for the Senate, he ran in 2014. His whole theme was. We're going to tear up Obamacare, root and branch, root and branch, root and branch. Mm. Well, um, that's what the activists expect to hear is they want to see that, that, that the politicians are going to keep their promises. And this is a slam dunk easy one to keep. You had this 2015 Obamacare bill that was, I think, only five members of the House and Senate opposed, only five uh, Republicans. And it went to Obama's desk and he vetoed it. Just it's real simple. Go dust that bill off. Put mm-hmm. a new date on it. 
Move it through the House, move well, it through the Senate, send it back to the president this time you sign it. What does this say, though, about Republicans that when they knew it wouldn't go through with Barack Obama as president, they knew he would veto it, they, they passed it. And now That's many of I, the same people are here saying, well, we're not going to use that one as a basis. That's crazy. That's why I would love to dust it off, because you have you know, truth and light on your side. You get to walk into a senator's office who's saying, well, I signed it in 2015. Not so sure I want to do it today. And just ask him what changed. Yeah. Oh, just the president changed. That's the only issue. Now you can actually get it done. Right. You had a good uh, change here. I mean, that, and that's that should motivate people to want to do it. There is the case, though, a lot of people will bring up and say you need to get 60 votes for that. That bill. You can't do it with reconciliation. Is that a real uh, is that a real objection? Yes and no. Uh, I seem to find that that whenever some they want to really get something done, they find a way to get it done through reconciliation. Ted Cruz, uh, one of the things I know he is working on right now is Mike, or uh, technically Mike Pence, Vice President Pence, is one of the most powerful officers in the entire Senate. And, and when you go back to the American people and say, we have the House of Representatives, we have the Senate, we have the White House, but we don't have the Senate parliamentarian, that's just not a good excuse. So I know Ted Cruz is looking at ways to get things done because the Senate parliamentarian works for the majority. So, Adam, so, what can people do? You know, those who aren't in D.C. that can't show up and, and can't participate in rallies and, and yep. you know, helping with the footwork, what, what do they do? If they're at home listening to this and they really want Republicans to get off their butts and do something real... How do they get the? How do they get their representative to do that? Just the phone call? Is that the normal thing? The phone call, there's a couple of things. Every single one of these representatives has a district office, and if you're mm-hmm. close by to that district office, next time you're running to Taco Bell, swing by that district office during the day, knock on the door, go in, introduce yourself as a person who lives in that district, and say, "Hey, I've I supported full repeal of Obamacare. Where do you stand on it? Are you going to keep your campaign promises?" And, and drive it, drive that message home. And if you can't make it to the office, just call them. And if you need some help finding the office, uh, go to our website, freedomworks.org, and we'll help connect you to that office. We'll, we'll, we'll help you. We're going to make it as easy as possible. But when they hear from people, the one group of people that, that congressmen are the most scared of is not lobbyists, it's not presidents, it's their voters. Uh, and so when their voters reach out to them, it has a massive impact. Talking to Adam Brandon from uh, FreedomWorks. Adam, you know, I, right now, the way I feel about this, the way this process is going, and I, <laughs> this is an emotional feeling, um, is that nothing's going to happen. This, this bill's going to go down. They're not going to get uh, another better bill through. And we are going to go through this all Republican control period uh, with Obamacare intact. Uh, maybe they will fiddle around the edges. Maybe they'll get something done. But generally speaking, it's going to be intact. The argument from right. many for many establishment people would be like, look, this is your time. Paul Ryan's saying it. This is it. Do this or you're going to be stuck with Obamacare forever. Is there anything to that argument? No, there's nothing to that argument. When you, I keep using a baseball analogy. You have the House. You have the Senate. You have the White House. That's bases loaded. You have one mm-hmm. out. The one out that you have is that you don't have an, a 60-vote majority. That's not an excuse to not get anything done. They're out of excuses. So the yeah. way... So if you run out of this, let's say this bill fault collapses, which I'm hearing estimates of up to 50, 60 members of the House are not going to go on with it, which means it's dead, then bring back the bill from 2015. It's already written. 
The Senate parliamentarian has already ruled that the bill is legit. So all you do is dust off the names. You know, you, you, I think uh, Jordan's dropping it in the House. Uh, I think Rand has dropped it in the Senate, or someone will drop it in the Senate very easily. And then you just send to the president. I mean, if that's the one use of reconciliation, let's make sure we hobble Obamacare once and for all. One of my biggest concerns about the current bill, and there is some good things in the current bill, but mm-hmm. it leaves the regulatory framework intact. And so even if, if we trust Secretary Price to do away with a lot of things, the next president, I'm not so sure about. And if they have the regulatory state and, and the, the infrastructure there, they could put Obamacare back with a stroke of a pen. Yeah, That's and, why we need to take it out now. And the longer they delay doing that, the more the tentacles of this bill dig their roots into uh, the earth and, and the tougher it's going to be. We'll never get rid of this. I mean, I think, I really feel like this is maybe our last shot to really get oh, rid of this thing. It's, it, Let's I go mean, back to... Go ahead. Yeah, go back to Clinton care. When Clinton care was defeated in the 1990s, Republicans didn't advance a patient-centered alternative. And so what they did is they passed S-CHIP. They passed Medicare Part D. They grew... Yeah. Parts of what were essentially Clinton care. And that laid the groundwork. So Republicans' dirty fingerprints are all over the, laying the groundwork for Obamacare. And I thought when, when, when Senator Cruz went to the floor and, and tried to stop you know, that filibuster a, a couple years ago, I thought that was our last shot. And we've been given this like, like miracle to have one more chance at it. And uh, you got to do it right. You got to take care of it right now because the next stop on this train is Bernie Sanders' care. And, if you're in, in a, and what I worry is it's not about slowing down the day for Bernie Sanders' care. Let's blow up the framework so mm-hmm. that we can actually start moving to patient-centered health care. Um, Adam, before you go, I know um, yeah. everyone's focused on uh, health care, which is understandable. Um, but the other, one, the other piece of this that was supposed to happen was tax reform. We were supposed to get uh, tax cuts. Uh, do we have any idea how that is advancing, and do you have any idea what that plan looks like? Sure. It, I... Here's, and yes, and this is the strangest part. I have been part of some conversations, and I know members of the Freedom Caucus have been part of some conversations on the fundamental tax reform. That the strange thing about Obamacare or Orion Care was it was just kind of thrown at us, and uh, it, there was not a lot of conversation. But on the tax bill, there's parts I'm absolutely in love with. Uh, what it does to personal taxes, what it's doing to getting rid of the alternative minimum tax, getting rid of the death tax. Uh, There's literally going to be a postcard about this big that you'll be able to, 14 lines on it, that you'll be able to fill out your taxes. So I'm all in for that. Um, Then you have this border adjustability tax that that I'm just kind of scratching my head at. I'm not I, I, I mean, that's just a tariff, isn't it? Tax is. It's just yeah, a tariff, it, it, right? It's, it's just it's, a way like of a, him hiding a tariff in there. Correct. So, yeah, you know, the, the problem that we're going to face is we've got the, the world's best bill with this thing that I still don't really understand why it's even there. Uh, but that's part of the negotiating process. I hope to, we can either just drop it or, and then move forward with the rest of the package or we find something else to do with it. But I'm so excited about half of the bill um, the fact that we're going to be potentially get a postcard to do our taxes and it's absolutely huge. gut the IRS is huge. So I'm optimistic, but we've got to get through Obamacare, and it's got to be done right. And so you do that. And actually, the other part I was having a conversation on earlier to, uh, this morning was there's a lot of interest to do welfare reform. 
And, and one number I'll point out and, and, I'm, and it is that when Obama came to office, there was roughly, I think it was about $25 billion a year spent on, on food stamps. And that number is roughly $75 billion now. Mm. So in eight years, you added $50 billion in food stamps. Uh, there are some entitlement and welfare reform projects that I'd love to sink our teeth into later in the year. So I'm optimistic, but it's still it's going to be a nasty fight getting through this Obamacare mess. And Adam, tell me if I'm wrong. The border adjustability tax is in there so that Donald Trump can say Mexico is building the wall. That is why it's in there. That is why I he's putting it in there. I swear that's the reason. Tell me I'm wrong. I still don't understand what it is, and I've tried, and I've studied economics for 10 years, and I've, it was like six months ago I first heard of it, and it was only about three months ago I thought this is something real, and I'm still picking it. I'm trying to be objective, but uh, it's a hard, that's a hard sell for me, but the other parts are fantastic, so uh, it's a real easy deal for me. Just take out the part I don't like, leave the parts I like, and let's go for it. <laughs> that seems so easy. Why don't we do that all the time? That's a great idea. <laughs> Adam Brandon from uh, FreedomWorks, uh, FreedomWorks.org is the website, of course. And uh, Adam, thanks for uh, doing all the work that you do and coming on the program. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 913 